What's up? Welcome back to No Tracers. I'm your host, K, just the letter K. I'm known as No Tracers, and hey, let's jump into the show. Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here, at the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. So if you're new to No Tracers, this show is all about urban exploring. Obviously, you just heard the intro. I'm your host, Kay, and you can find me online at No Tracers on Instagram, TikTok, NoTracers.com, No Tracers are backs on YouTube, all the good stuff. If you guys are new to the show, please hit the subscribe button. We have new episodes come out every single Friday. This week on the show, I am speaking with Harley Q Urbex. You can follow her on Instagram at harley.q.urbex. And she's also on TikTok and Facebook, all the good places. So before we get into the show, just a couple things. I released a new book. It's an urban exploring guidebook. So if you want some tips and tricks for urbex and you're just getting into the hobby, or if you like collector's items, pick up a copy of my book. It's on notracers.com along with my other book, which is No Tracers and Urban Explorer's Diary, which is my stories and photos from abandoned places that I've explored over the years. And lastly... If you guys want to support the podcast, there's a couple ways to do so. There are links to Amazon products down in the description uh, that if you buy through that link, I get a little bit of kickback, so that helps me out, and it helps you get some new gear. Otherwise, you can go to liquiddeath.com and buy a case of water. Yeah, water, guys. You got to stay hydrated out here in these bandos, and if you're tired of buying plastic water bottles, hey, there's an alternative. You can actually get canned water now from Liquid Death. Their motto is murder your thirst. So be sure to do that and use code just the letter K for 10% off your order. Without further ado, Harley, I, I guess I could just call you Harley. Yeah. Harley Q Urbex, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. Hi, I am Harley.Q.Urbex on Facebook and Instagram, and I've been exploring for about a year now. Amazing. So what got you into exploring? What made you catch the bug for abandoned places? Actually, my husband started doing this about a, uh, a year and a half, two years before I did. We had kind of been going through a rough patch and the time away from me was a lot. So I decided that uh, I was going to join him just to uh, make our relationship stronger and to see what this was all about and fell in love with it myself. Wow, that's actually super fascinating and interesting that this hobby kind of brought you guys closer together. Um, can you take me into your first exploration, your first abandoned building and what you, you did, what you saw, what you experienced, and what made you kind of fall in love with it? Um, I had the best first explorer ever. Uh, I, had, I did an outdoor water park. Wow. So when you do an outdoor water park, it'll immediately get you addicted to this. So uh, getting to climb those slides and run down those slides, uh, it was amazing. And just being out in the open, it it was so awesome. Since then, people have been arrested at this site. I just have to throw that out there. But uh, I got two very good explorers 
of that place uh, with just about everything there. The second time we went back, it was damaged all to holy hell. But uh, I, I, we actually had built the second time we went a cart and rode a cart down these slides and like it, it was insane. Oh my God. That's incredible. I, you know, I have a, there's a notorious water park out in between uh, Los Angeles and Vegas. And it was my spot. Every time I went out to visit my mom in Vegas, I would stop there and stop there on the way back. I just couldn't get enough of this place, you know? And over the years I got to kind of watch it deteriorate and decay more and the elements would affect it more. And unfortunately vandals would come in and you know, there, one of the buildings got burned down recently. And so it was just kind of like watching this place like fall into disarray, like further and further for you. What's it been like to, I, I don't know if you've gone back to the same places over. I mean, you have clearly, uh, but like, what's it like to watch these places decay over time? Um, you know, the natural decay is beautiful. Uh, the watching the water run through the roof. So to watch like the mold and things mm -hmm. grow on, on, on the, like pews of churches that we've gone back and visited multiple times. That's gorgeous. Now I, I have to say the graffiti and the tags, these kids that, I mean, we've run into a, there's a mega church uh, that we visit up in uh, North Ohio that constantly between the scrappers uh, trying to get every ounce of copper and piping out of this building. The ceiling has been ripped apart. The kids just looking to break things. Um, and then the people that graffiti and the horrible graffiti, not even the good stuff, just the, mm -hmm. I want to destroy, um, things that people just want to appreciate and take pictures of that to me is disgusting. But other than that, the natural decay of, of things and watching it decay over time, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's great to be able to document and watch. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah it, and like you said watching the moss grow like watching the mold grow like that to me is like the most beautiful thing like whenever I see like moss inside on the floor like a carpet it's just the most magical thing I've ever seen and I love capturing that kind of stuff like the plants growing up through the concrete like it's it's so there's something so special about earth taking back what humans put in its place you know exactly and and for me I'm a I'm an unconventional shooter, so I'm not a tripod shooter. So uh, I I roll around in it quite often. So <laughs> I'm usually covered in whatever is on the ground uh, of any of these buildings. So even then, you you carry that smell with you. <laughs> so it, it is it is something I just and the silence in these buildings is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, talk more about that silence and and the sound of the building, like the voice of the building. Like for example, I was in a uh, an abandoned hospital, like a high rise hospital, recently, and it it just was speaking. Like the, the wind would come through the walls and the windows, and you know it would move stuff around, and it just had a voice to it. Can you talk a little bit more about the sounds or the lack of sounds in these buildings? See, I'm a bartender by trade. So I listen to people talk all day long. So for me going into these buildings and my crew is one of these crews that we kind of just parse off. So we don't get into each other's shots. So it's, it's being able to walk around and absorb these buildings. And for me, it's the silence and, and yes, the wind and things coming through or, uh, I remember in, in, in Kirby church recently, like just the sound, there was like a shutter that, that had been 
open and it was just the wind against that that one shutter is just repeatedly is all that you heard in this but it was just it made it its own unique entity is and it it gives it its own life each building it's some of the buildings are damaged structurally. So you'll get the creaks. And those are the things that you also need to listen to because that'll also let you know what's safe to walk on and what's, what's not for me, it's a living being and I treat it as such. So thankfully, I guess, uh, to that accord, I've, I've never been hurt in any of these buildings just because I respect that they are themselves, their own living beings. Yeah. Even if they're like dying structurally, they're still alive. You yeah. Know? And it, that's the, that's another fascinating thing. And, you know, you're so right. Like you have to be able to listen to that. I know some explorers that explore with headphones in and I'm like, I couldn't, there's no way, there's no way I could ever do that. It's crazy to me. I have done it now. I have, and it's on a solo explore and often solo explore. I will put in my headphones and do it by okay. myself. And it's only after I've cleared the building and that I know that like it's structurally okay. And that nobody else is in the building. Sure. Um, and it's usually to just, if I've got a tune in my head that I can jam with when I'm shooting, mm. it often gives my pictures of feeling to me. So like, it depends, it depends on where I'm shooting. Like I won't do it in a building that is just unsafe or I won't do it in a building that I feel it, it unprotected in. I, I won't ever shoot with headphones uh, solo in those instances. Gotcha. And I never gotcha. shoot with headphones when I'm with people. And it's only because usually they're yelling at me to either get out of their shot <laughs> or you're yelling at them to get out of your shot. You're right. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. So speaking of photography, when did that enter your life? When did you first pick up a camera? And and then when did you start documenting your explorations? Now, unfortunately, like I've always, I've always had a camera uh, ever since I was a kid. I I kind of picked up photography a lot when I was a kid. And then for some reason, one thing or another life, and I just put it down and never really picked it up again and Mm -hmm. never really even thought about it. I'm more of a practical person by nature. So Art and things were things that I've I, I drew as a kid. I I did digital publishing as a kid and things of that nature. But once the real world came and I, I started doing CAD work and engineering, all of that creativity got sucked out of me because yeah. nothing could be outside of what the standards were. And it wasn't until um, my husband kind of pulled me into this did I discover I had my own view again. Mm. wow yeah that's and and it's so powerful what this hobby if you will passion does for people as far as like giving them that creative outlet again and you know I've heard a couple stories of people that have been through you know hell and these abandoned buildings saved them I mean for example I had Detroit Unseen on the podcast and listen yep yeah i mean he so you know his story he used to do like heroin in these abandoned buildings and it literally saved his life like it's amazing how powerful this stuff is i mean i'm a recovering alcoholic i have uh Mm. two almost two years and three months um continuous sobriety so i definitely it, it 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 came into my life at a point where I had been sober for like a year and I, and I needed something. So between this and the gym, it's given me 
a positive outlet to where I haven't even considered relapsing. Not only that, I have a lot of um, medical issues and I've found that this helps a lot with that, of pushing myself to get up off the couch um, and, and force myself to get moving and to see beauty in every day. And honestly, I've found in this community a lot of people with the same a lot of health issues that this has helped save them and give them a reason to look at the world wow. in yeah. a beautiful way. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. It's such an amazing thing. And, you know, I, I wish more people knew about it, but also I wish that less people knew about it because of the, like, you know, the vandals and, you know, a lot of people during COVID were bored and they were like, let's go fuck up some buildings, you know? So I feel like a lot of our spots kind of got ruined during the the pandemic. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's such a powerful thing if done the right way. Um, for you, do you have any urban exploration injury stories that you can share? I, okay. I had to think about this. I have one and it was because I am a very, 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 very short so I never, ever, ever have to worry about ducking, ever. Yeah. And I was taking off my sunglasses, walking into a church and was looking down, taking off my sunglasses and walked straight into a pipe and hit me right in the mouth and busted my lip. But that's to the extent I've climbed up pews. I've been on top of roller coasters. I've climbed to the top of curvy church, like bit on roofs and unfortunately, that, uh, fortunately, knock on wood, that is the only thing that has ever happened to me doing this. Now, I'm a klutz in my regular life, but as soon as you put me in an abandoned building, apparently I'm okay. Uh, yeah, that instinct, that, like, you know, the animalistic instinct kind of kicks in when we're in these abandoned buildings. I feel like our our senses heighten a lot, like our hearing, our sight, everything is just elevated in the, in these places. And so I think that can help us a lot whenever we're like super hyper focused on like what we're doing in that instance. Plus we know already going into it, like this building could be unsafe. Like I have to be very aware of my surroundings. So I think that might have a lot to do with, with that aspect. I mean, it's gotta be cause I trip falling. I, I trip going upstairs. So oh, I don't know yeah, how yeah. the hell I have not hurt myself oh my God. doing and doing an abandoned building. Sure. <laughs> can you take me into your scariest exploration? Oh, my scariest. Now, now I've done some crazy things, and believe it or not, my scariest exploration is a is a school. Well, a quote unquote school. It's not actually a school. Once I did the research, because this building freaked me out so much, um, it is an abandoned children's infirmary. Wow. That was sold to Christian foundations and churches since the 80s. And it is, it is creepy. And now it is sealed with steel doors and cameras and creepy things. <laughs> this place is very creepy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It, those like the children's things, like the abandoned children's places are always like an extra added like level of creepy. Like I've done like, like a couple boys prisons, things like that. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why now, is this even a thing? Yeah. And, and it's, and you know, and, and listen, I, 
I can't tell you one way or another. Like this is, this is the only building that gave me evil vibes. Like, mm. let me just tell you, like th- apparently it, it, it might've been operational according to the state. It, it was only out of commission a year, but this place had mold that like had been there for 50 years. Like there's no way anybody could mm. really breathe in this place. But the only thing that wasn't damaged was a room full of costumes Yo, no, <laughs> nah. A room full of costumes, and then down, it looked like the stage had been used in this building, and the principal's headmaster's office. In the bathroom, there was a room behind the bathroom. What? Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. It was, it, that looked like somebody had been in there with, like, meat. It, this place, oh, all of the kids' names on the desks were the exact same last name. Yo, what? Oh, every book had only had three pages of, like, assignments in them. And it had all been the same. These books in this building, it almost, like, once I had, like, it almost looked like a tax refuge. Weird. This building, this building is sitting earning tax credits in a very, very, very wealthy area. So I don't know exactly what it is, but it doesn't feel good in there. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like some, like, experimentation shit. Like, when you said all the last names are the same, like, that sounds crazy to me. Yeah, it... it, it what? Yeah, it it was... And, and the history of all of it and these foundations, once we... Once I did and looked at it, even this building with the, with the property appraiser's office, it doesn't match. There's a lot of things about this building itself, which it, it, it is listed and was on... The, the there was a Ohio school list. It was on an Ohio school list as a school, but once I had done the research, it was never really ever school. It was the infirmary. Mm. So yeah, it, it's it's a weird building in itself. So I have to say that is my weirdest, scariest, craziest, and now most probably surveilled uh, explore. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's insane. Like what a nut nutty place to like go into and like. It just be in that weird creepy energy like ugh. oh i got a ceiling picture where it looks like there's like there, there's a pot lock on a ceiling in that costume on that costume closet room uh-huh. and there's like a big brown stain it's it's insane like that that place gives me the creeps oh yeah I, that sounds terrifying i would no i'm not about that life <laughs> <laughs> what about your like riskiest or more most dangerous exploration um that was an amusement park in the mountains uh that was a very interesting explorer that started very early in the morning with climbing a mountain at about three and but it did it did happen to be we got the sunrise uh, coming over and seeing the coaster so uh definitely scary uh had heard people been arrested had their uh cameras drones things confiscated uh been shot at at this location so uh there's it is heavily surveilled uh it is a huge amusement park that's that's known so that was probably my scariest one um so far <laughs> dang and like the, the just a tip for everyone listening like if you ever get caught and you have time take your memory cards out of your cameras it, just in case they get confiscated put them like hide them in your wallet in your sock like just 
take your memory card out of your camera because oftentimes, you know, cops will make you delete images, format your card, things like that. So just a tip for everybody listening, like take your memory cards out, maybe swap it with another memory card if you have time. Uh, just a general tip for people. I always, whenever I leave a building, I always take my memory card out just in case because you never know who's going to be out there. I've also done a, a, a well-known uh, training facility uh, located in the D.C. area with a crash helicopter and crash buses oh, and stuff. That, I know oh, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that place is crazy. The photos are nuts. Like, what a cool spot. Like, the helicopter, like, damn. Like, and I climbed up in it. I was in yeah. it. So I got a selfie yeah. up in there. <laughs> you have to. You have to. Um, so do you have any goal places, like bucket list items that you're dying to explore? Oh, of course. We've got the Chernobyl, which, of course, is never going to happen at this point now with yeah, people being yeah. retarded. Um, yeah. Then we've got I, I, I've got I've still got yours. Uh, Six Flags. Yes. <laughs> so if you haven't done it, let's do it together. I'm so down. I, like, I'm, like, I'm so down. I haven't done I'm it. Down. I want to. And it's probably going to get sold soon. I mean, they keep saying that every year, like there's a new buyer or whatever, and it just hasn't happened. But yeah, I'm dying to go to that place. So let's. let's yeah, no, let's get together because I so yeah. desperately want to do that. Um, I just want to get overseas, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. I've explored so much here. Um, Detroit's my new home. I love Detroit. Detroit's Detroit's my homeland at this point. So yeah, at this point, pretty much anywhere overseas, uh, just Europe's got a different feel. Like you, you know, you were saying in your first podcast, East coast's got its feel compared to the West coast. I'm from Florida. So everything's Mm. new and shiny. Um, (laughs) Florida is much kind of like California where everything's new, shiny. If, if things have been there, they're kind of historic places. Um, Mm. but even then they're not new. Or they're they're newer than the oldest buildings. Um, I love all of the East Coast, uh, more of the hospitals, the mental hospitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the first psychiatric hospital, so if you haven't done that yet, you need to. Um, oh, yeah. That, but uh, let me just tell you that one's heavily surveilled, so you just got to get in and get out because um, yeah. uh, security wraps around because it sits on an active hospital. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, just pretty much anywhere o- overseas and uh that six flags I do want really 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 bad. Yeah. And you know the the main thing with the six flags that I hear is like you don't have to worry about the security guards, you have to worry about the alligators and the snakes <laughs> and the wild pigs. Oh yeah. Yeah, fo- <laughs> so basically anything in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um if you could live in one abandoned place you've explored for an entire week, which place would it be? I explored an abandoned high-rise hotel with bar, so I'm going to vote to take that because it had full power. And when I went in, it actually had a whole room set up in there. Wow. Yeah, so I I think there was like a drug dealer or something living in it. So, yeah, I I would definitely take that one. (laughs) Cool, cool. Um, What do you hope for the future of urban exploring? To be more of a support for one another. I think, um, at least since I've gotten into this, at least my little circles have changed a little bit. Um, this isn't a competition. I mean, it, it's a, for most of us, it's a, it's a hobby. It's, a, it's, it's something that we do to escape from our life. 
Um, so it, it shouldn't be something that's caused drama or like become like a high school game. Like I, I love the people I explore with. They're my family. So like if they ever needed anything, I just, I think it needs to be more of that. Uh, and that's what I hope for it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's definitely, uh, there's definitely like toxic people. I've noticed it more on Facebook groups that there's more like toxicity through the these like Facebook groups. Oh yeah, you know the Urbex community on there, and you post a video and they're like, "Fuck you, YouTube's for the devil" or like, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just dumb shit that's like irrelevant. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna people, definitely get the YouTube haters. Yeah, yeah, like just let people make their content. Whatever, we're all doing the same shit. Like, just let us do it and support one another. I agree with you completely. Um, and then, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? This is this is going to sound really stupid, um, but I'm a cell phone shooter, and I had a case when I first started that was like this selfie flash case mm-hmm. that actually cropped all of my photos. I didn't even know it. Damn. <laughs> it basically I have a, a I have a vignette around all of my photos oh, when shit. I first started shooting when with the wide angle, and I I wish I would have known that and noticed it and taken my fucking cell phone case off earlier (laughs) i mean it's not stupid that's a valid thing you know like that sucks like you know you can't sometimes we can't go back to these places so it's like you know sometimes you get the one opportunity and then like you hate your photos and you're like well shit like what do i do (laughs) Uh, you either go back and reshoot it or you, you, yeah. you, and you just get to be bad at yourself for a moment and then you, you get to learn. I mean, this is a learning experience. I mean, I never, yeah. when I first started out, when I first started out doing this, did I ever, did I ever think that it would be this big of a thing in my life? So I, I just have to give myself credit that I've evolved. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And oh, how did you uh, come up with your username on, on Instagram? I wore, I always wear pigtails and believe it or not, I yeah. look when I'm super blunt, like, uh, uh, like Margot Robbie when she played yeah. Harley Quinn. So, oh, and not only that, a lot of my mannerisms are very much like hers. So everybody in my real life says, you know, you remind me of Harley. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I just, that's what I went with. Just embrace it. I love that. You know, she's such an icon in the the comic book series and, and the I'm movies, just as crazy know. in a nutbag too. So I mean I guess <laughs> it, it it just totally fits all the way around. The perfect. Yeah, I love Harley. She's amazing. Like what an icon. Um so if people want to follow your journey into decay, where can they find you online? Drop your social media one more time. All right. You can find me at Harley.q.urbex on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok amazing thanks for coming on the show thank you so much and you have a wonderful day all right that was my episode with harley q urbex if you want to follow her go check her out on all social media i put her links down in the description for you guys if you enjoyed this episode of no tracers leave a rating and feedback and i'll send you a signed photo print of an abandoned place that i've explored as a way of saying thank you for supporting the show Wow, another one in the books guys if you want to come on the show or you have a story to share and you don't want to come on the show Hit me up at contact at notracers.com and we'll either schedule you to come on the show or we will or I'll read your story. If you email me a story, I will read it on the show. I'm gonna do listener tales. So that'll be a new like segment on the show once I start getting emails in. Um, I appreciate you guys. 
please go check out the website notracers.com check out the youtube channel no tracers urbex and follow no tracers on instagram and tiktok i'll talk to you next week for another episode stay strong keep enduring go out go explore something and remember leave no trace